Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Asia Carroll. And Asia is the CEO of Survivor, Not By Chance, LLC. She's a certified life coach, motivational speaker, author, mentor, advocate for childhood trauma, and a consultant. So I am really excited to hear Asia share more of her story with us today and share more of um, about her book that has recently been published. I'm really, really excited to hear more about that. And if you didn't mind, Asia, do you uh, want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are? Sure. Well, first, I want to say, Chrissy, thank you so much for having me here on your show today. I'm really, truly honored to be here. Um, so I had a pretty traumatic childhood. Um, I was a foster care child. Um, I also witnessed a lot of domestic violence in the home. Um, I was homeless often as a child. Um, and I had to manage through life despite those obstacles. And I always had a positive outlook on life despite everything that happened to me, even as a child. And I never understood why until recently when I realized it was my purpose and destiny to share my story with the world to help other people heal from trauma. Mm, that's beautiful. So your book, would you say that that um, is really what it's all about? It kind of walks through your childhood and tells, tells your story. Yeah, for sure. So I focus primarily in my book called The Pressures of Becoming a Diamond. This book is primarily about my high school experience. And so I only honed in onto that portion of my life because it's so many things that's happened. You know, it's kind of hard to put everything in a book. And so I just wanted to capture um, a moment in my life where I felt I was, um, I was going through so much but I was able to triumph and able to overcome homelessness, overcome feeling abandoned because my parents weren't there. Um, my mom had an illness with drug addiction and it was because of her childhood trauma that led her down that road. And so, you know, I don't fault her for her experiences and my experiences, but I use those experiences to help others. Um, so I'll give you a, a quick synopsis. Um, primarily, I speak about my experience from ninth grade to high school. And 
most people when they're in high school and their senior year, they're like super excited about prom. They're super excited about graduating high school, going to college or whatever endeavors they decide after high school. For me, it was a different experience because I was a foster care child. Um, my worries were more of I'm 18, I'm in high school, and legally, I can be homeless again because I was still a ward of the state. But even though I was a ward of the state, my guardian could have decided not to keep me any point after I turned 18. And so it was hard um, trying to figure out uh, a way of what I would do after high school. I wasn't too excited about prom like my classmates because financially, how would I be able to afford to go to prom? Um, and not only that, but what will I do when I graduate high school? So fortunate enough for me, I learned about manifestations and speaking things into existence. And um, I was going to church at the time and I heard the pastor say, um, you know, if you want something, you have to speak it out into the world and it'll happen for you. And I literally ran with it. <laughs> when I say I ran with it, I did. I had nothing to lose. And so I was able to manifest over $100,000 in grants and scholarships for myself. And at first it seemed like nothing was gonna happen. Nothing was gonna come through. Um, you know, it took some time. All my friends were getting full rides to certain colleges because I was number five in my class. And so I'm like, why am I not getting the same things? But I didn't realize that my scholarships and grants were going to look differently. And so I received multiple scholarships and grants from multiple different companies. And so to the point where all my books were paid, my room and board was paid, um, I would get a refund check at the end of every semester um, because I use manifestations and it pushed me into my destiny. And so that's part of what I talk about in the book. Oh my God, that's incredible. I have goosebumps when you, um, when you just talked about that and shared that. So I really want to touch on, um, you know, I, I love how you focus on your high school experience because I feel that that's such a, um, it's a pivotal or important time in our life. You know, we're going through all these changes. We're growing. We're, you know, working our way from children to what's supposed to be adult. It's just an awkward time. It's just a hard time um, figuring out all these things. And so I love that you focus on that. But I also thought that it was really important when you talked about, um, you know, your high school prom when all the other kids might be worried about they like, what dress am I going to wear? Who's my date? You were worried about even like, am I going to have a home like to, to live in like these, it, it just blows my mind that we don't. And thinking back to my high school experience, like we don't realize what's going on with the people around us, you know, and just, I just feel like it's really important to emphasize this message of just 
being kind and compassionate to people. And just because you don't know what, what they're dealing with, what they're, um, what they're worried about, you know, compared to what you're worried about, like we're all going through some kind of situation we're all worried. I don't want to say worried, but we're all uh, trying to figure out something worried about something. Um, just having compassion and kindness. I really felt like um, I needed to speak to that. Yes, I agree. So uh, what I would love to know, I, I, you know, a lot of this, like we said, is mindset that even though you had all of these external factors going on, all of these, these things that you just couldn't control in this situation, um, that you, you still had this positive outlook that you said. And I think that that's so important because that's something that you still like you still had that no matter what, again, was happening outside of you, you had that, that outlook, that, that attitude in you. So I would love to know just kind of some of your, your techniques that both maybe you use to keep this, this really positive outlook. And also I would love to hear just some of the things that you did as far as manifesting these scholarships and just, cause I know manifestation too, is all about the thoughts that, you know, we're thinking and changing that, reframing those things. So I would just love to hear a couple of tips you might have for us. Sure. So in high school, um, I was in a, um, I was a Christian when I was in high school and it was very strict. It was very, very, very strict. And I couldn't do anything. I couldn't really go anywhere. I, I couldn't listen to regular music. And so for me, I didn't know about meditations. I didn't know about manifestations really either but I tapped into it without the understanding of it. Um, and I, um, my getaway was reading. And so most high schoolers didn't read the books that I read. I was into nonfiction and I absolutely adored reading nonfiction books about women that had the same or similar experience such as myself. And so, for example, a couple of the books that I read were, um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. And she was an inspiration to me. And I read um, The Color Purple. And I watched the movie The Color Purple. And so those books and movies allowed me to see people who experienced similar things that I experienced, but yet they were able to overcome. And that inspired me and kept me going. Um, and then from there, I just would say to myself every day, I'm going to receive a full scholarship to college with all my books paid for, including my room and board. And I was very specific. I did not understand the power I had inside myself at 18 years old. I had no idea. The only thing I, the only thing I knew was I literally had nothing to lose. When it came to filling out the financial aid documents, for me, it was different. It was a task because my guardian didn't want to do that because she wasn't my, she was my caretaker, but she wasn't my parent. And so I had to find a way to get through it. And um, I did some research. I applied to every scholarship I can think of and every day. And 
I just kept saying it. And I think I did it for about two months straight. And I, I think I received maybe like two or three grants and it wasn't enough. I'm like, I know I was told that if I speak it into existence, it will work. Why does it seem like it's not really working? But I just kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And then before I knew it, boom, it was an explosion literally that opened up like the universe heard me for the last two months and was like, okay, Asia, we heard you, we got you. (laughs) And so finally, you know, it started coming through. I love that. I really think that when we talk about that, the manifestation, it's all about letting go of like the timeline and the the how of it and the outcome. So I just, I was chuckling over here for those who are listening that can't see us when she was saying like, okay, I'm waiting, like, where is it? And because we all do that, you know, I'm the same when I manifest. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm waiting. I've been manifesting. Now bring it to me. Right. <laughs> But, you know, at that at that tender age, and then I didn't have anyone teaching me actual manifestations because I was in church. And so, you know, it was different. Now I believe a completely different theory than I did then. But the fact that I had that power and I didn't understand the power that I have. And I think the purpose of me saying is saying this is that we as women have so much power. We don't understand the power we possess when we believe in our own power. And when we believe in our own power, we can make anything happen with our belief system. And so now for me, meditation and spirituality is my entire life. I have to meditate every day. It helps ease my mind. It helps calm down my recent thoughts. It allows me to think clearer. It allows me to be more creative. Um, My spirituality has brought me into a place where I feel powerful now, when before I felt powerless. And so I think it's very important for us as women to hone into the power we possess inside of us. Boom. (laughs) So I'm going to say mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. I really want to hone in on this. I'm feeling really called to talk about this. You know, you talked about, uh, you know, growing up in the church. I come myself from a Christian background. I didn't grow up um, with real strict uh, religion or anything like that, which is really interesting where I get my kind of very strict viewpoints from. So when I began diving into manifestation myself as well, it felt very taboo to me. It felt like something that I shouldn't be looking at, that it felt like a sin that I could that I, am I playing God kind of thing? Right. Yeah. So I, I would love to know, um, you know, how did you work through that? Like, what are your viewpoints on that? You know, like you said, my belief system has completely changed now too, but I, I would love to dive a little deeper and hear your thoughts on that. For sure. Um, so I had to reevaluate the way I believed. And the reason I say that is because I had a lot of self-doubt. I had a lot of esteem issues for years. And it all stemmed from my Christianity belief. No disrespect at all to anyone who is a Christian. Um, But for me, in my belief system and the way I grew up, I could not listen to R&B music. 
I could not listen to anything that was not gospel music. I could not dress a certain way. I could not say certain things. I was restricted on every aspect of my life. Um, if I challenged someone in the church because I didn't understand, it was you're going to hell or you're not a good Christian. Um, it was judgment all day, every day. And it it absorbed who I was as a person and it, it, it brings you down, you know? And so when I started learning about spirituality, because I, I kind of, I just completely left the church. I was literally a youth leader. <laughs> I was preaching it at 16, you know, so I was fully in. Um, but as I became an adult and I was exposed to diversity, because where I'm from, I'm from North New Jersey, and it was just primarily just all Black people. But when I went to college, that's when my eyes opened and I was exposed to diversity on so many different levels. And I learned about different cultures. I learned about different people's experiences. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's more to life than just church? Okay. So from there, that's when my eyes started to open up. And um, I, I know that was the beginning of my awakening. And then a few years ago, I started to learn about meditation and the benefits of meditation. And I also learned something called um, an ACE study. And the ACE study is the Averse Childhood Experience. And I'm saying, uh, I'm speaking about this because my childhood trauma affected how I was as an individual person. And so when I learned that I had an ACE score of a 10 out of 10, which is the absolute worst you can get, I started researching to see what I can do to help um, increase my thought, um, my brain activity to increase the way I think and my clar clar to uh, clear my thoughts. And that's when I learned about meditation. And so it's like the universe has a way of bringing everything in alignment. <laughs> and so I learned about meditations. And then from there, you know, I started to open up a little bit more. Um, and I started to learn about, um, prosperity and abundance and how it was not wrong and that it was okay to be abundant and it was okay to be prosperous and that money was not the root of all evil. <laughs> then from there, I was like, wait a minute, maybe what I was taught wasn't accurate. I love that we're um, kind of breaking all these beliefs down, you know, more and more. Everything that you have said is so it is so, so powerful, you know, that, that, um, you know, why do we, believe, we, why do we believe that it's not our right to be abundant and prosperous? And, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we could dive into a whole different episode on that subject, talking about, you know, all of that stuff, but, I really want to pull it back around. So you work with other women. I know you're very passionate. You're um, a trauma advocate. You're a motivational speaker. So I would love to hear how you are working uh, with other people. Sure. So I work with quite a few different organizations. Um, and I work uh, with my company. Um, Survivor Not By Chance is my company that I created. And it was founded and established to um, help educate communities about childhood trauma 
as well as um, help people have resources to heal from the trauma. And so I became a certified life coach. I've been mentoring um, young girls since I was 16 years old. I started when I was in a church um, as a youth leader. And so I would be a big sister. And then from there, I just progressed. And even when I was in college, I was awarded the female um, uh, female leadership award um, for the year because of my uh, mentorship. And then I just continually progressed. And I always would find myself in situations where I was helping people. And so I figured like, you know, I love doing this. What can I do to actually make an impact? And so um, I created a program called Encouraging Young Champions. This program is geared towards social and emotional wellness for children and young adults. And the program uses meditation, positive affirmation. I use my life experiences as a tool as well to connect with my students to help them heal from trauma. And as a res- as a um as a result, I've had connections with students where they've been able to open up to me about things that I would have never imagined I would open up to someone about that I didn't know. Um, you know, I'm transparent about being molested. I'm transparent about my experiences. My father raped my mother and made me. And so being a product of rape, it was hard when I found out, but I knew that it was purposed and destiny for me to be here. And so I turn it around to a positive. I'm also working with um, a company called SOACT and it's a organization where we are Um, creating an app to bring positive change. The app is only structured for positive organizing and events. And so this is going to be super powerful where we're going to help bring that positive um, trajectory that we need in this world right now. Um, I'm also working with... um, Uh, a podcast and it's called Sisters Talk Podcast. And so I'm the co-host on that podcast. And what we do is we educate our community about things that are unknown, like the unknown truths about Black history and how the school system uses systematic oppression and systematic racism to educate our students the way they want to educate them and not give the proper information to the students. And so um, I use so many different resources and tools, like we have um, Jane Elliott coming on the show to give her perspective on systematic racism and how it affects the black community. And so I'm just trying my very best to just educate as many people as possible about what trauma does. And so people don't realize that trauma comes in many forms. And so with all the different forms of trauma, anyone can be affected by it. How do you heal? Oh my gosh. Can I just say you are incredible? Thank you. (laughs) I'm just listening to you and I'm just, I'm incredibly in awe and I, um, you're just doing amazing things. Thank you so much. I really want to talk on what you just last said. Trauma comes in different forms. Do you kind of mind elaborating a little more on that? Like what are- What do you see? Like, how do you see it coming? Absolutely. So some people minimize trauma a lot. Um, Our society has taught us to minimize trauma. 
for me, and I'm only going to speak on me. I'm not speaking in a life coach capacity at this moment. For me, um, we had a cat and um, our cat, we loved our cat. Absolutely adored our cat. She was the sweetest cat ever. And she passed away. And when she passed away, the grief I felt was immense. It was strong. But that's traumatic. And a lot of people would not even look at that as trauma. They would not look at grief as something that's traumatic, but it is. And so someone may say, oh, well, it's just a cat. The cat just died, you know, get over it. But that was a part of my family. That was a member of our family, you know. If a pet passes away, you have a burial, you have a funeral, there's a grieving process. And so someone would say that's so minute or so small, but no, it's not. And so something as the loss of a pet can be traumatic. Something as the separation of a child and their parents, whether it is separation by one parent moving from one state to another or a parent moving from one part of the state to another part of the state where they're two or three hours away can be traumatic for someone else. So trauma is defined by each individual person. And every person who's listening to this podcast, I will say to you, Do not allow society to minimize your experience. Do not allow any individual person to minimize and diminish how you feel because your feelings are valid. If you feel that you've experienced trauma, then at that point, you're taking accountability for what's happened to you. Now you can move forward into your healing process. Ah, so good. Asia, uh, I have to, I love this because this really speaks to me because we're talking about uh, minimizing trauma. And that's something that I uh, experienced with myself. I want to share just a quick story of my own. Um, You know, I, my parents had me very young, so they worked a lot when I was little and I would go to different babysitters and I distinctly, well, I remember a lot of my babysitters, but I remember this uh, incident, uh, one of the ladies that I would go to her house in the morning and I'd be playing Barbies or whatever. And um, I, I wouldn't be allowed to eat at the breakfast table with them. So they would all be as a family together eating breakfast. And then like, I would be in the next room and have breakfast. And so, you know, later on, I'm like, why was that such a big deal? Like big deal. You didn't like, you know, but then at the time as a child, I felt, you know, so excluded, so unloved, unworthy of getting to sit at the table and just all of these things. So I really love that you bring that up because it, it can just be a moment like that. Something as simple as, you know, you, you were excluded from something that has this impact on you. So, um, you know, we don't get to judge, we don't get to judge our, we, our own other people's trauma, but also ourselves. Like, don't judge, don't judge yourself for if that's popping up for you. And you're like, that wasn't a big deal. Why is this bothering me? Like, don't, don't judge that. So uh, this has been so good. So I would love to know Asia, if somebody wants to connect with you, they want to check out, um, you know, they want to work with you, check out your book, your podcast, where are they able to find you out online? 
Sure. So my book, uh, The Pressures of Becoming a Diamond is available on Amazon. Um, you can just type in The Pressures of Becoming a Diamond um, and it'll automatically pop up. It's the absolute only one. <laughs> and I just show about basically how we, you know, we know the process of how diamonds are made. They come from coal. And so it takes a lot of heat, a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure to make it into the beautiful diamond that it is. Um, and you can find me on my, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at survivor, not by chance. My web website also is survivor, not by when you type in Survivor Not By Chance, I'm the absolute only one. Every Survivor Not By Chance is Asia Carol. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And everything will also be linked up into show notes. So if you are listening, please just scroll down. You'll be able to connect right away with uh, Asia and reach out to her. So I just have to say this has been incredible. I feel like um, we've brought so much good stuff, so much value to this episode for everybody that's listening. So please connect with us. Let us know your takeaways. Um, let us know uh, what you thought of everything that Asia had to share today. And Asia, to kind of close us out, do you have maybe a message that you want to leave our listeners with or just anything that you wanted to add? Sure. So I'll say my company's slogan. And so the name of my company is Survivor Not By Chance. And so I always say, I survived not by chance, but I survived because I fought to survive. So every person who's listening, don't survive by chance. Keep fighting. Ah, beautiful message. Thank you. Asia, Asia, thank you so much for being here, for spreading your message today, for spreading your, your energy and your joy for life and uh, for giving your time for us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and I will see you next time.